As I'm going through the results of the first round of the Trust Premium Study, I'm finding some interesting data. Of all the behaviors that a financial advisor or a professional in general demonstrates that can affect the probability that a customer would hire their services or buy their products from them, the top one was the no BS component. In the financial advisor survey, it received the highest score of 4.01 on a scale of one to five, and 65% of the participants said that they would definitely or much more likely hire the services of an advisor who uses no BS in communicating with them. I don't know about you, but I'm not surprised with this result. We are born with a pretty sensitive BS detector, which gets better over time. The surprising thing to me is that salespeople and other professionals believe that they can BS their way to a deal, not realize that BS is exactly what causes them to lose that deal. In this podcast episode, I will talk about some of the items that I included in my research under the heading of No BS. And from the Book of Trust, I will contrast some BS with No BS behaviors. Right after this. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? First of all, I'd like to summarize some of the survey questions that I included in the uh, Trust Premium Financial Advisors version of the survey. And you have to understand that there will be relatively similar questions in other surveys. And as time goes by, I will enhance, reduce, change, modify the questions under every category. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that nothing really falls only within one category. So there are going to be things there that, you know, could fall under the no BS part of the positivity component. There are going to be things that might fall under the uh, personality compatibility component or the uh, symmetry or, or the competence component. So nothing really necessarily is 100% within the no BS uh, subcomponent. So the questions that I had in financial advisors, at least the first round of it, uh, there are going to be more. They all start with, if financial advisor A, so I, I always give uh, to, in my surveys, I'm trying to ask if you're confronted, well, not confronted, if you have to choose between one financial advisor and or financial advisor A and financial advisor B, and now I'm asking about something that A does and B doesn't or does the opposite. So one question, for example, if financial advisor A doesn't know the answer to the question, they will say, I don't know, and will find the answer, while B, financial advisor B, will pretend to know the answer even if they don't, and, and you know that they don't. Another question, for example, if financial advisor A is telling me what I need to hear, even if it's uncomfortable, 
while B only tells me what they think I want to hear. Another one. If financial advisor A is telling me only the truth, while B massages the truth somewhat. And so on and so forth. So those are the type of questions that I, I had included uh, in the financial advisor uh, trust premium uh, survey. And I correlated those to their decision to hire one financial advisor over another one. And this will vary with different industries. I expect that. But as I said at the uh, introduction to this chapter, uh, really the no BS component or subcomponent that's covered by these questions and a few others showed the strongest correlation. And as I said before, 65% of the partic participants said that they would definitely or much more likely hire the services of an advisor who uses no BS according to those components, uh, items that I described, when communicating with them. That was the highest correlation to choosing uh, one financial advisor over another. Now, I'm, I'm going to start in, in the next uh, segment. I'll, I'll talk about the... Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you 28 different uh, or, or something like 28. I uh, may come up with new ones as I'm recording, which happens. Uh, I'm going to come up with with items, no BS versus BS items um, from the Book of Trust. And one thing to keep in mind is that different ones, different items here will have different values, different priorities by different people and in different contexts because trust is relative. And th that's one of the main things that... that um, my, my whole trust work relies on the fact that trust is relative. Now, th there are going to be components like the first one that is very, very strongly on the absolute side of the scale. But there are others that are going to be all the way to the other side that are completely personal where, when one person would think this is important, another would think it's not. And, you know, since if you want to be more trusted and, and the no BS is the behavior or type of behaviors you want to work on or need to work on, uh, you need to know which one does your specific customer or the person that you want to be trusted by cares about the most other than those that, that are pretty much absolute. Another comment to make is that one bad behavior here could probably take out three good behaviors. Now, maybe the number is not three. Maybe it's it's like the Losada ratio of 2.9013. Maybe it's something else, any other number. But one thing that research consistently showed in different areas is that bad is much stronger than good. So I want you to think about it. I mean, even in the context of, for example, telling the truth, um, you tell the truth once, twice, three times, four times, you're consistently telling the truth. Then one day you tell a lie, you know how much you wiped out of all the history of you telling the truth. So one bad behavior here could eliminate quite a few of the good behaviors. So we need to focus on eliminating bad behaviors. The first no BS behavior, I'm, I'm going to generalize it and say, say the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. 
But but those are actually different things. I mean, telling the truth really falls under the uh, the absolute side of the the scale. Uh, now the whole truth. This is where we start going into should I tell them something if they're going to take it the wrong way? Uh, I'm not lying, but I'm not telling them the whole truth. Uh, and then should I start making stuff up that is other than the truth? And one of the best examples I have for BS behavior was during COVID, the, the pandemic, when I remember one morning at 6.55 a.m., I was watching TV. That was on NBC at 6.55. You see the local affiliate, the DFW affiliate. And they were talking about the number of COVID cases being in Texas being 60% down, which I thought was great. But not five minutes later, as it switches at 7 a.m. from the local affiliate, NBC affiliate, to the national NBC, the Today Show, they started the program with the number of cases in several southern states, especially Texas, went up 81%. And I didn't touch the remote. I'm trying to understand how can, in the span of five minutes, the same network could report minus 60% and plus 81%. Uh, changes in number of COVID cases for the same place. How can they do that? And so I, I went and I checked on, with the CDC's website, which I imagine this is where they get their information. And sure enough, you know what I found? In the last month, the number of COVID cases in Texas went down 60%. In the last week, it went up 81%. So both of them were telling the truth. But neither one of them was telling the whole truth. Neither one of, the, of them was giving us the bigger picture that would allow us to decide what do we really think about the number of COVID cases. Did they go down 60% over the last month? Did they go up 81% uh, over the last week? Which both are true. But none of them was giving us the other. And the reason they did that was because they had an agenda. And I'll get back to that. So telling the truth is an absolute value. This is, it's not very personal. This is not very relative. I mean, would you trust somebody who's not telling you the truth? So, number one, tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Number two, say exactly what you mean. No BS behavior is when you say exactly what you mean. BS behavior is when you don't say what you mean. I remember when uh, my older daughter, Maya, went to uh, uh, a PACE class in, in elementary school. They had a big sign in their PACE uh, classroom that said, uh, um, say what you mean, mean what you say, don't be mean when you say it. So I, I want to make sure that I separate uh, being direct, telling what you really mean is a strong no BS uh, component. Telling a customer that they're wrong, telling the customer what they need to hear rather than saying what you think they want to hear, because after all, the customer is always right, right? That's BS behavior. And you know what? Maybe there are customers who would say, yeah, tell me what I want to feel good about. Uh, tell me what will make me feel good about myself. Tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me what I should hear. But for the most part, I'm going to guess that that's a BS behavior and an OBS behavior. And I had that experience with a client when, when I worked uh, for Texas Instruments. I had that experience with a client when one day he told me, 
that he really, really trusts me. And I asked why. I, I actually didn't think we had such a great relationship. And he said, because you're the only person that tells me what I need to hear, even if it's completely, even if what it means is that what I believe in is total BS. And he said, I really appreciate that. And that's why he trusts me. So number two, say what you mean. Number three, no BS behavior is when you're driven by good intentions. This is kind of what's behind why you're saying something. And you know what? You'll be amazed, but people can sense that. People can sense that you have good intentions behind what you're saying, as opposed to BS behavior would be that uh, you don't, that uh, you're trying to manipulate me. And um, again, I think that a lot of people, salespeople, others, uh, don't really realize that the recipient of what they're saying or doing can actually sense the intention behind it. So number three, be driven by good intention. What you do should be driven by good intentions. Number four, using common sense. Now, you know, as, as I'm reading what I wrote uh, about it, I, I can tell you that, uh, again, some of them would spread across multiple items and, and are kind of similar. I'm still going to go through them. So using common sense, that's no BS behavior. BS behavior is when you're ignoring science, you're ignoring, uh, you are driven by an ideology. It kind of, the, the ends justifies the means. Um, you know, COVID gave, gave plenty of examples with, uh, you know, people who believed that uh, vaccines are bad for you and, and they're an attempt of the government to, to take over and, and uh, make us think certain things, uh, while other people uh, believe that the opposite. And, and to some extent, when you listen to the rationale uh, to the justification given by by the two extremes mainly, you could see that both of them were ignoring signs. Both of them were were driven by ideology. So use common sense. Be be willing to to accept that maybe you don't know everything, and and that if something doesn't make sense to me, then it shouldn't make sense to another person. So number four. Use common sense. Number five, getting to the point quickly. That's no BS behavior. BS behavior is beating around the bush. Sometimes it's kind of hard to get to the point because the point is, well, very pointed. Uh, and, and maybe you're afraid of what you're going to say and how it's going to affect the other person. So what you're doing is you're beating around the, push, uh, around the bush. Let me tell you something. When you beat around the bush, the other person trusts you less. They, they see what you're doing and consider it BS. So number five, get to the point quickly. Number six. Take responsibility, admit to your mistakes, own your mistakes. That's no BS behavior. BS behavior would obviously be blaming others. Uh, I remember once uh, a uh, candidate for a higher office uh, asked for my endorsement and we scheduled to meet 
and he was late. And he was late five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, at about 20 minutes, he called me and he said, you know, uh, I, I'm i going to be late. Uh, I didn't realize that I was meeting with you uh, today. Uh, my assistant didn't communicate it right. And then he makes the statement, you can't get good help these days. To me, you lost trust. And by the way, when he showed to the showed up to that meeting, I told him that. You lost my trust when you threw your assistant under the bus. Own your mistakes. Frankly, a good leader owns their people's mistakes and covers for them. We're going to figure it out internally, but not towards the outside world. So no BS behavior is you take responsibility, you admit to mistakes, you own the mistakes, maybe even of your people, BS behavior is when you start blaming others. Number seven, being genuine. That's the no BS behavior. The BS behavior, the opposite, would be posturing, doing things for show. You know, one of the things that that, uh, always bothers me is when there is a group of people on on a messenger and on a joint message group and one of them says something bad is happening to them i would always prefer to reach out to them directly and show my concern and show my support and so on whereas i see a lot of people that would just post wherever everybody else will see just so that others will see their concern and and i'll be honest with you i I struggle with this one and i struggle with this one because when i reach out to that person individually others really don't know that that i'm really supportive of them and so i don't know what others will think of me maybe others will trust me less because they don't see me responding anyway because they don't know that i responded privately but but the bottom line generally i would say that when what you do is you're posturing, you're doing things for other people to see rather than for the right reason, that's BS behavior. When you're genuine, it's no BS behavior. Do things for the right reasons, not for other people's to see, not for other people to see. Number eight. No BS behavior is being very clear. If you have to say something, be very clear. BS behaviors is when you start using symbols, labels, analogies, metaphors. You know, sometimes using an analogy would help, but only after you are very clear in what is it that you're trying to convey, the message you're trying to convey. But starting with the metaphor, hoping that they will get what you really mean that's BS behavior. You know, I, I remember, I, I really don't remember which TV show this was, but but I remember uh, somebody uh, trying to explain uh, and, and said, well, I, I was using a metaphor while the other person said, well, I was using the actual words. So use the actual words. Be very clear. Don't hope that using symbols, labels, metaphors, analogies, or something will drive a message. That's BS behavior. Being very clear is no BS behavior. Number nine, being informal and friendly. 
I actually included something like this uh, in the survey, but I didn't include it under the no BS. I actually included that under personality compatibility. And again, there are things that kind of spill over uh, between different categories, different components. So being informal and friendly really helps people trust you. Whereas if you take a very formal, very cordial, very unfriendly, very cold approach to communicating with another person, they consider that to be BS because that's, you know, not how people typically behave. So a no BS behavior will be being informal and friendly. Number 10, being open to challenging the status quo, challenging the orthodoxy is an OBS, um, no BS communication method. Again, this is one of the more relative ones. This is one of the more personal personal components of, of being trusted because it, it really depends a lot on the person that you're communicating with. Some people would really, really prefer to stick to the way things are done right now. I, I tip, if, if you're trying to get me to trust you, then BS behavior would be when you focus on, this is how things are done around here. This is, this is the way. Now, I'm, I'm not only a law-abiding citizen, but I take laws and rules very, very strictly, but I'm open to challenging why they exist and should we change them, and I would drive to change them. So to me, at least, no BS behaviors will be to be open to challenging the status quo, whereas the BS behavior would be focusing on this is how things are done around here. But this, once again, is one of those more relative components, and you really need to know who you're talking to to know what they would consider BS versus no BS. And that really comes back to the fundamental fact that trust is relative, and the same behavior that could cause one person to trust you could cause another person to distrust you. So one person would see you being open to challenging the status quo as no BS behavior and will trust you more. Another person would see the same behavior as, oh no, he, that person does not have any respect to how we're doing, how we have been doing things around here for many, many, many years and will consider that BS behavior. The same thing, BS behavior. So just to show you that trust is relative, now I'm going to refer to this as a no BS behavior, and that's not being afraid to take fences down, which, which is essentially the same thing as before, but only after understanding why those fences were put up there in the first place. So I'm not just change for the uh, for the sake of change. I'm, I'm going to tear the fence down. I don't care why it was there. To me, a no BS behavior is I want to understand why the fence was put there before I want to tear it down. Whereas BS behavior, from my perspective, is I completely ignore why things were done the way they were done in the past. And I'm just trying to, to change them. Zero respect for the past zero respect for rules, uh, zero interest in understanding why things are happening. So again, to me, no BS behavior, and again, this is, this is one of the more relative ones, no BS behavior is your willingness to change things without understanding, uh, I'm sorry, no BS behavior is that you're not afraid to change things, 
but you want to understand why things are the way they are before you're driving to change them as opposed to completely ignoring it. Number 12. To me, again, that's more relative, not being afraid to address the elephant in the room is no BS behavior. It's like, you know, we need to talk about this and and we're not going to hide it under the table, under the rug, uh, or uh, just ignore it, and, and because that conversation needs to happen. So to me, being not afraid to address the elephant in the room is no BS behavior. BS behavior, to me, is avoiding controversy. No, let's not talk about that. Let's be politically correct. Let's all try to agree, even though we know that we are avoiding a major issue here. But it's just because we're trying to avoid controversy. By the way, this this also shows the the reciprocal relationship between that uh, and or or constructive disagreement, what I call constructive disagreement, and trust. You know, if I'm willing to address the real issues and not let it become emotional, personal, and irrational, but do it in even with a passionate way, but don't let it be personal. And, and keep it rational, that builds trust. But at the same time, in order for me to do that, I need to be willing to be vulnerable. I need to be willing to give feedback. I need to be willing to receive feedback. And what I found in one of my surveys in the past was that if the level of trust is already high, I'm 240% more likely or more willing to be vulnerable, 106% more willing to give feedback, 76% more receptive to feedback. So there is a reciprocal relationship. And again, there are going to be people who feel more comfortable, and it's probably because of the level of trust that already exists in, in that context, but it could actually be their personality. There are going to be people who avoid controversy. And if you avoid controversy, they will consider that no BS behavior. Once again, trust is relative. Same behavior that would cause one person to trust you could cause another person to distrust you. To me, not being afraid of addressing the elephant in the room in a respectful way. The, the opposite for uh, for you know being politically correct is not being disrespectful. It's not being blunt. It's addressing the elephant in the room. And to me, that's no BS behavior. Number 13. No BS behavior is when you try to influence others by using inspiration and motivation. And I'm talking about intrinsic motivation and not extrinsic motivation. BS behavior is when you use authority. Again, depending on the context. Military... We're not, uh, a commander is not trying to inspire or intrinsically motivate their their soldiers to do certain things uh, during battle. I mean, at that point, you're using authority. I'm the captain. This is what we do right now. There's not a lot of room for... Uh, let's be creative. Let's let's try and reach consensus, not not during a military action. Uh, I remember once uh, being a general manager and... uh, I was walking in a leadership conference with a peer of mine, another general manager, where our boss's boss saw us walking in the hallway. He was walking the opposite direction. And as soon as he saw us, the first thing he said was not good morning, was not how are you. 
it was make more money. And he kept on going. My peer turned to me, looked at me and he said, I don't know about you, but I feel inspired. So obviously that was sarcasm. He wasn't really feeling inspired. But but really, when especially when this is a relationship between somebody trying to sell services versus um, a customer, well, obviously you can't use authority. Although there are hidden ways where you can use authority. It's like, well, if you're not going to buy from us, who are you going to buy from? We're the biggest player. I, I It just reminded me, uh, one day I was about to buy a BMW. Uh, one of them. And uh, I walked into a BMW dealership, except I wasn't wearing something high-end. I, I was wearing shorts, and uh, I think I had sandals on and a T-shirt. I walked to a salesperson. I, I could tell that he's judging me from my appearance. And he said, uh, oh, and I asked him, you know, I looked at a very specific 5 Series, and uh I asked him, well, what's the best price that you can get me? And he looks at me and he says, in BMW, we only have two prices. You buy the car or you don't buy the car. So he was using the authority of the brand BMW. I mean, if you walk in here, who who are you to walk in here to BMW dealership and ask for a better price? You either buy it or you don't buy it. I didn't buy it. Instead, I asked for another salesperson. The other salesperson somehow did not judge me. And instead, uh, he just looked at what he could do and he found a way to lower the price. So then I did buy the BMW. And I had that car, loved that car. It was one of three BMWs that I had. I love that one more than the other two. But I walked back to the other salesperson and I said, uh, hey, as it turns out, uh, you have more than just two prices, more than I buy or I don't buy. And I just bought, just not from you. So uh, authority can be exerted even by a salesperson. Uh, And it could be the brand. It could be the company I work for. It could be maybe the way I talk. And no BS behavior would be to use inspiration and intrinsic motivation versus using authority. Number 14, using data and knowledge and facts and asking questions to get more facts, to get more data, to get more knowledge, showing curiosity. That's no BS behavior. BS behavior, the opposite BS behavior would be making assumptions. Now, the reason we make assumptions is because our brain requires a certain amount of information. We don't have it. uh, We don't feel safe. We feel danger. And so we need to fill the gap. We fill the gap with assumptions. When you interact with me and your interaction is based on data, facts, knowledge, and you're asking questions where you don't know, I consider that no BS behavior and I trust you more. When I can tell that you're making assumptions about me especially, or even assumptions about other things related to our conversation or what you're trying to sell me, I consider that BS behavior. So no BS behavior would be using data, knowledge, asking questions instead of making assumptions. (music) 
number 15 we're just about now hitting the second half but i'm still gonna fix this uh finish this in one episode uh you feel free to pause come back to it number 15 no bs behavior is being unbiased coming up with an open mind which is you know pretty consistent with the previous one the the open mind part and a few others but being unbiased separate your bias bs behavior is having confirmation bias it's showing only things evidence facts even if they're true 100 true but only those that would support your position rather than uh, really all the facts that that are available to you trying to find facts that that are opposite that and and trying to to reconcile uh, facts that support versus facts that that oppose your position being fixated is a BS behavior. Having an agenda and letting your agenda drive a confirmation bias and the confirmation bias drive what you say and what you do, uh, it's kind of a, a statement that I heard once said is, I've already made up my mind, don't bother me with the facts. When, when somebody behaves this way, when they have used confirmation bias, have an agenda uh, that, you know, as hidden as you think it is, it probably is not. Being fixated in there's only one thing and I'm not keeping an open mind. That's BS behavior. And no BS behavior is being unbiased, coming up with an open mind, not having a bias. This is an easy one. Number 16, no BS behavior is being rational. BS behavior is being irrational and emotional. So I, I want to separate emotional from passionate. When you're passionate... You actually build trust. When you're confident, you build trust. Passion builds trust. You know, when I see that you're passionate about what you do, I, I trust you more. <laughs> Again, I, I remember that scene from uh, Zero Dark Thirty when one of the Navy SEALs uh, asked the another Navy SEALs, you really believe her? Her being Maya, the CIA headquarter, played by Jessica Chastain. Uh, he asked, do you really believe her that we're really, that she knows where Osama bin Laden is? And the other one says, yeah. And the first one says, what convinced you? And he says, her confidence. He points to her, he says, her confidence. So that level of passion builds trust, but being emotional and irrational does not. That's BS behavior. Being rational and even passionate is no BS behavior. Number 17, do it right. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't hurt anyone in the process. When you do that, and, and you know, hurting someone can be hurting the person you're talking to, although, you know, at that point it becomes personal to them uh, when, when they're on the defense uh, and they, uh, you know, they lose trust in you. But don't hurt other people. Remember, in one of the previous ones, I talked about throwing other people under the bus. That's no BS behavior. When you do it right, when you don't hurt anyone in the process, uh, you do it for the right reasons, then it's a no BS behavior. But when you behave like the end justifies the means and it doesn't matter, you're willing to do everything as long as you reach the right end, that's BS behavior. Number 18, using humor in sarcasm appropriately that's no bs behavior humor actually research showed not mine but other research showed that using humor actually helps trust and helps creativity and same with sarcasm uh 
but only when you use it appropriately. Somebody once said, I, I, and I don't remember how it was initially said, but essentially comedy is tragedy plus time. So what is not funny today may be funny tomorrow. And I say maybe because some things will never be funny. Okay. So as long as you use humor and sarcasm, but appropriately, and, and I did an episode, a podcast episode a few seasons ago, just on that. So you can look it up. Um, where there is a line, and that line is supported by the level of trust already existing between you and the other person, specifically the other person in you, that would allow you to reach a certain level of humor that maybe you can't reach with other people, uh, because for them, it's not funny. And that happened to me just recently, my fault. I use humor with somebody that apparently the level of relationship we had was not enough to support my joke, and it really offended him. And I, I apologized repeatedly, but it was really my fault. I used humor and sarcasm uh, to a point where it, it, he considered it inappropriate or in that specific situation. So using humor and sarcasm is no BS behavior as long as it is being used appropriately and as supported by the level of trust that already exists by the other person in you. Number 19. No BS behavior is when you seek to understand. BS behavior will be when you seek to label things and, and more important to label people. You know, and we see that a lot in our current political uh, environment where really one side is not trying to understand the other side. And, and I'm not talking only about that happens on both sides. Each side is not trying to understand the other side. He's not trying to consider it. They, they just try to label things. And more importantly, they try to label people. So when you seek to understand the other person, that's no BS behavior. When what you're doing is you're labeling them, that's BS behavior. That would cause you to lose trust. Number 20 relates a little less to a relationship, a salesperson, professional to customer relationship, but more in behavior in a group, in a larger group. And no BS behavior is when you seek to achieve consensus. Now, sometimes the word consensus is uh, misinterpreted uh, or misused as everybody agrees. Consensus is not that everybody agrees. Consensus is that everybody's opinion was heard and seriously considered before a final theme, a final agreement kind of emerged from people. People want to be heard. They want their opinion to be seriously considered and not avoided and not ignored. BS behavior is when all you do is you try to lobby for majority. And again, that happens a lot uh, right now in Congress and, uh, and in government in general, but it happens even in, in our day-to-day -day activities. Uh, there are people who, they understand that we need the majority to agree to something, and what they do is they lobby for majority. This kind of becomes an us versus them. That's BS behavior. Seeking consensus to really ask 
everyone what they really think, to really open your mind and listen to what they think, to really consider it, but then eventually letting some kind of consensus rise as a theme from, from what you heard from everyone, that's no BS behavior. Number 20, uh, 21, is actually something where I was at fault. Uh, I, I behaved in a BS behavior. Uh, this was when I served on the board of the Plano Independent School District. And uh, I knew that I was in the minority with something. And what I did was I caught the rest of the board off guard so I could use the element of surprise and promote my agenda. Now, this was not my personal agenda. This was something that I believe was the best thing for the district. I mean, it wasn't that I'm trying to promote some kind of a personal political agenda. But what I did was I caught the rest off guard because when I caught them off guard, I used the element of surprise and, and I managed to promote my own agenda. That's BS behavior and that's what I did. No BS behavior Actually, you know what? Before I talk about no BS, I'll talk about what happened next. Because what happened next is that uh, I sat down with, uh, it was actually my invitation. I sat down with uh, the board president at that time. Uh, we sat down over lunch and uh, I, I should give more background. That is the reason that I was catching them off guard or the reason I was surprising them was because what she was doing at that time was being ready to fend off anything that comes from me if she had an idea of what I was going to do. So I just didn't want her to get raised. So it's not 100% my fault. It was both our fault. So we had lunch and over lunch, we agreed to the following. We agreed that one, she is not going to develop defensive strategies against things that uh, that I'm going to bring to the board if she had a heads up on what I was going to bring to the board. And my part would be to give her that heads up that, hey, I'm going to bring something up. I prepared her for surprises, especially negative ones from her perspective. Uh, the fact that I know that she doesn't, doesn't like it or any anybody else on the board wouldn't like it should not be a reason for me not to prepare them to actually have a good conversation. We agreed on that, and uh, we both held up to our end of that bargain. Uh, I stopped catching them off guard with surprises, and they stopped uh, having an allergic reaction, a, a predetermined uh, defensive strategy against it. So BS behavior is catching people off guard, using the element of surprise when you know that uh, that they're going to disagree, so you don't let them prepare. No BS behavior is to prepare them even when you know they're not going to like it. Uh, of course, make sure that uh, they will uh, give a good, reasonable consideration, and that goes back to the previous one. Number 22, looks like uh, I'm, I am going to finish this in one episode. Uh, number 22, no BS behavior is recognizing capabilities and merit of people first. Uh, BS behavior is when you recognize a celebrity status, a lineage, uh, longevity in the job, status. When you recognize those things first, uh, first, you may not even know that a certain person... Uh, 
maybe has a stronger influence or position than you thought. This is kind of what what happened with with the BMW, as I described before. Uh, that first salesperson did not. He looked at me. He made assumptions based on my behavior, based on my my uh, appearance, not not even my behavior. He made assumptions, and uh, he was wrong. And and he was the one not getting a commission for selling a car that somebody else sold me, simply because he was recognizing the the appearance more than real capabilities, real merit. He he never really tried to see if, if I'm a person that can buy a BMW, if I'm serious. So, but but in in interactions, especially in interactions in a larger group, when you see some people cater to the important people and care less about the less important people, at least in their minds, and they might be wrong. That's BS behavior. Non-BS behavior is when you treat people based on their capabilities and their merit and, and what they bring into this interaction right now. That's no BS behavior. Number 23, I'll start with the BS behavior. That's passive-aggressive behavior. And then you know what passive-aggressive behavior is. And uh, and when you recognize somebody uh, treating you, uh, coming with a passive-aggressive attitude, you don't trust them. The, the no BS behavior is, is really just the opposite, not having a passive-aggressive behavior, really being a collaborative, co- cooperative, uh, direct uh, behavior rather than a passive-aggressive one. Number 24, BS behavior is rushing to judgment. No BS behavior is waiting to hear all sides and all opinions of issue before reaching a conclusion, before coming to judgment. It's kind of similar to some extent, a little similar, a little different than uh, reaching consensus versus striving for majority. Here is, uh, you don't even need a majority. You can make a decision by yourself. The question is, are you waiting to hear all sides and opinions? Do you keep an open mind to all sides and opinions? That would be no BS behavior. Number 25, when you are a person that is proficient and uses the phrases, my mistake, my fault, I was wrong. And and by the way, there is an advanced version to I was wrong, and that's I was wrong and you were right, which is a lot harder. Uh, And say thank you. When you use those words and you really mean them, because I'll tell you something, we go back to BS. Actually, this has more to do with your body language. When you say this was my mistake, but I can tell from your face, your tone of voice that you don't really mean it. You're saying it because it sounds like the right thing to do. That takes it into the column of BS behavior. But when you really say this was my mistake and you mean it. When you really say this is my fault and you mean it, when you say I was wrong and when you say thank you and you really mean it and your body language supports what you're saying, that's no BS behavior. When you avoid saying these or you say them but don't mean them, your body language is not supportive of of what you say, that's BS behavior. Number 26. Bringing up things that others haven't thought about 
would be no BS behavior. Bring up new things, new new ways of looking at things, new perspectives on things. When you all you, when all you do is you state the obvious, that's BS behavior. That means you're avoiding really trying to think about things. You're, you're just driven by others instead of of really trying to to make progress. So no BS behavior will be bringing up things that others haven't thought about. Not being afraid to do that. Number 27. When I talk about constructive disagreement, I, I typically give two alternatives to that. Uh, one is the destructive disagreement. The other is the politically correct disagreement. Both of them uh, provide very low level of creativity and productivity. But this time I'm just going to... Um, have one side of it, and that is no BS behavior is being constructively critical. So give feedback, be constructive with that feedback. I, I don't mean walk on eggshells. I don't mean be overly sensitive. I mean, you need to be sensitive. You need to be respectful, but be critical in a constructive way. Whereas the alternative, the BS alternative is being destructively judgmental. And, you know, that every time I think about the word judgmental, what comes to mind is uh, that Ted Lasso, one of the best TV shows ever, right? Uh, statement that uh, that he quoted. He quoted, um, I don't remember the name, but, but I looked it up and it's not clear that that was the original uh, quote, where the original quote came from. But anyway, the, the quote still is powerful. Be curious, not judgmental. So when you are giving uh, criticism, do it in a constructive way. Do it, by the way, with the willingness to accept that maybe you're wrong. You know, that this takes me back to uh, uh, when I was an executive in, in a public technology company uh, many years ago back in Silicon Valley. We used to do our monthly executive retreats. And uh, one of the things we would do is the uh, hot seat session. And I remember that... Uh, our VP of HR in preparation for a hot seat session said, you're going to be sitting in the hot seat. People are going to tell you something. Keep in mind that 10% is true. 10% of what they say is true. 100% is true in perception. That's their perception. Now, there are two sides to this. One side is you keep in mind that even though it might not be true, if it's one of the 90% that's not true, but it's still true in their perception, that's how they see you. You want to keep that in mind and you know, ask yourself, is this how I want to be seen, but uh, for the person providing feedback, you also have to keep in mind, and this is the context of this item number 27, that when you give feedback, keep in mind that it could be that just 10% of what you're saying is true, and the other 90% are your perception. So keep an open mind. So no BS behavior, being constructively critical and not destructively judgmental. Number 28, I talked about throwing somebody under the bus and blaming other people uh, before, but I think the no BS behavior here is different enough to, to separate it to a different item. And that's uh, someone who visually, visibly is looking for ways to learn from their mistakes and not repeat them. That's no BS behavior as opposed to looking for somebody to blame for their own mistakes. And so... We do see that when, when you talk to somebody, when you make a mistake, 
and you're trying to get out of it, whether it's by saying it's my mistake, I don't want to repeat that again, you're trying to learn from it to make sure you don't repeat them, and I see it, I will trust you more because that's no BS behavior. Whereas, once again, if you don't admit to your mistakes, if you're looking for somebody to blame for your mistakes, that would be BS behavior. And this is it. I gave you 28 items uh, that uh, you can find in the Book of Trust uh, of uh, BS and no BS behavior. No BS behavior contributes, at least uh, what I'm finding right now, is one of the main contributors to uh, the level of trust that people have in you. And if you're trying to sell them services or products, it has a big impact on their decision to hire you and possibly even their decision to pay you a premium, the trust premium. And no BS behavior is one of the major ones. But once again, you have to remember that trust is relative. Some of the things I talked about are absolute, like telling the truth. Some of them are a lot more personal, a lot more contextual. And once again, I'll, I'll repeat the statement that I use when I talk about trust being relative. The same behavior that would cause one person to trust you could cause another person to distrust you. So I don't want you to look at those 28 things. First of all, trying to work on 28 things, not going to happen. You can't work on 28 things. You need to pick one, maybe two. Tr stick with one. So don't try and work on all 28. But the other thing is some of those 28 are on the more personal and contextual level, which means that I can't even tell you how the other person you're communicating with will interpret your behavior and whether they're going to interpret it as no BS or BS behavior. That's up to them. And it's up to you to read them well enough to know, to, to sense how they're going to treat a certain behavior that is more on the relative side and less absolute. One more thing I want you to remember is that bad is much stronger than good. Whether the ratio is one to three, three to one or whatever, just remember that if you're doing one thing wrong here, you will wipe out three, four, five, I don't know how many good things that you're doing. So find the things that you're doing that are causing you or causing the other person to consider that to be BS and turn them around. It would have much bigger impact than if you tried to add the three more good things while you're keeping a highly BS behavior in play. I wanted to finish by giving you an update on the Trust Premium Research Project. Right now, I'm doing two things in parallel. One is I'm finding correlations between different factors and the willingness to choose the probability of choosing one financial advisor over another and the level of uh, trust premium you're willing to give them. But in parallel with that, I'm actually launching a second survey for this same project, and this time, insurance agents. This is it for today. May trust be with you. This was The Trust Show. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, 
write a review for this podcast because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops, online courses, books, or go to my website, trusthabits.com. And remember that the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.